0: Hello, Dr. Shaw here, and welcome to our 39th podcast on teaching humanity remotely. Today, I will be discussing our eighth question in my parents' guide to effective communication with children. But before I do that, I wanna say that I spent this last week with my family that came in from California, and it just reinforced the need and the acknowledgement and the truth that a life well lived is a life that is full of love, and that in experiencing love, the ability to give love and receive love, the ability to know how to love with emotional generosity, and how to receive with an open heart. It just made me realize, once again, what I addressed a little bit last week, where there is some things in the world that you just have to be present to and for, and you don't really have to do anything. And so I want us to remember that as we are working, especially with our children, as we are working to help them to become their very best. And in that, there's a lot that we as adults have to do and that we as adults want our children to do. But that has to be balanced because the other key to a healthy life is a life that has balance. It has to be balanced with also really teaching ourselves, because this is really kind of new for a lot of adults and certainly then our children, modeling this for our children, that there are certain aspects of life that it's just about being present to and for. So I wanted us to balance that. I really wanted to to mention that. And I'm really enjoying reading from my book and also sharing from the book and the ideas in the book. And I'm knowing that it's really helpful to the audience because I'm getting such positive feedback. But I also want us to, it's not just the book. It's not just all the materials in the book, although all the materials in all of my books do address various aspects of social and emotional well-being, growth, and development. So now I'm going to read the eighth question in the book, A Parent's Guide to Effective Communication with Children. And again, in that book, there's a children's book. I like how you speak to me because it really reinforces how I actually speak to children so that that could be modeled by adults. And the question is, can you address punishment versus natural consequences? And I just want to say before I start reading that answer is that listen to natural consequences. It sounds so educational, like a life lesson, doesn't it? Just as there are rewards for positive behaviors and achievements, there are also what I call natural consequences for negative behaviors. I believe the punishment should always fit the crime. The idea of punishment has a very negative connotation and punitive point of view. Instead of using the term punishment, it would be more accurate to teach your child that positive behaviors, deeds, and actions lead to the results that all stakeholders desire. Negative behaviors, deeds, and actions will lead to undesirable results. When this occurs, natural, authentic consequences for the unwanted actions will follow and be enforced. Now, I want to address that in this way. When I was a teacher and my class misbehaved, they would have a natural consequence. And when they behaved, they would have a natural consequence, and that consequence would be positive, When they misbehave, the consequence would be negative. And I would say to them, you know, boys and girls, your actions are dictating. Your actions are leading my behavior. It doesn't make them in charge. But in my ability to teach, I'm in the moment and I'm being really flexible. If the children behaved positively, then we would have a positive experience. If they behave negatively, there would be a negative experience. I would say to them, I'm a fun gal. I like having fun. And this is really a true story. I think as an adult, I am one of the most playful adults in the world that I've ever met for sure. And that's balanced out with being one of the most serious adults that I ever met for sure. However, if I'm with children and they misbehave, then I'm going to lay down the law and it's going to be firm and it's going to be clear and I will not bend, I do not compromise. I'm strict because I have very high expectations. If they're behaving, then I can loosen up the cords because they're doing the right thing. And I would prove that to them. I would say those words, and then I would prove that my words are in truth because when they behaved, it would be much more relaxed and fun and firm always, but very gentle and loving. When they misbehave, there'd be consequences and I wouldn't bend on them. So I think that's a really important piece. They're not in control, but their behaviors do... Inform how you need to behave as the adult, as the responsible one, and leader of the group. I do not believe in a punishment that teaches children to be afraid. Since I know that children have a limited amount of attention, I do not want the child's attention to go to the fear of the punishment. If that happens, the child will not have enough energy and focus to attend to the inappropriate action that occurred and how to rectify it. So that's a really important piece. I don't want children to do the right thing because they're afraid. I want them to learn what the right thing is and then do it because it's the right thing and that is fulfilling. I don't want to lead by fear. Sometimes we have to or sometimes we do, but it's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to provide the learning lesson where the child has the ability to discriminate and make good decisions for themselves. So I'm going to read that one more time. I do not believe a punishment that teaches children to be afraid is really a positive thing. Since I know that children have a limited amount of attention, I do not want the child's attention to go to the fear of the punishment. If that happens, the child will not have enough energy and focus to attend to the inappropriate action that occurred and how to rectify it. And that's really what I want. I want them to rectify the inappropriate behavior. I want the natural consequence better than punishment, which is a negative. The natural consequence leads to the ability to change the behavior in the positive direction. I want the natural consequence to lead to the desired learning lesson. And that's exactly right. Sometimes all that is needed is a timeout, which is really an invitation to reflect internally. And that internal reflection can lead to the desired learning lesson that will change the child's negative behavior into a positive one. And that is why I have a, ch- a children's book that says time out is really time in. Because timeout is not a punishment. It's really an opportunity to reflect about what happened. And if what happened was undesirable how you can make it positive. So that's why it's really a time in. If you are clear and remember your aim, goal, intention, and purpose, you will be led to the appropriate consequence that will foster the desired behaviors and skills that you want your child to learn, demonstrate, and master. Natural consequences should be reviewed prior to any incident taking place. Again, a perfect example is when a child refuses to eat a dinner that was previously agreed upon. In that scenario, the natural consequence is that no dinner will be served to your child that evening. Then at a later date, you'll go over what happened. You can point out the aspects of the chain of events that you believe were most important. They might include the importance of your child keeping their word or being responsible enough to make choices remind your child that being given responsibility is a privilege. With responsibility comes accountability. These values will not be new to your child. These topics will have already been discussed in many different situations. Another natural consequence is for your child forgets the library book on library day, you let them not take a library book home that week and then they'll remember it next time. Or if they don't have sneakers during gym, if they don't have sneakers, they don't play gym, they'll remember their sneakers or anything like that. There's so many events that happen within the course of a day where if mistakes are made, each mistake is an invitation for a learning opportunity, and that's the natural consequence. And natural consequences don't have to be negative. If they're learned, they're positive. It is important to be prepared for the fact that your child may be focused on other events that occurred, such as going to bed without any dinner here just simply review what was previously established and the natural consequence will prevail and lead to the objective truth which when evaluated will illustrate that your child failed to follow the behavior that was already determined to be appropriate do not overly explain your point of view do not engage in a power struggle there is no need to do so and i think that is really important there was a time when i was a teacher And I had a mentor, an administrator, and the mentor said, you know, Mindy, when you first speak, people really respect what you have to say, because it's clear, and it's right, and it's true. And then if there's silence, you get nervous, you get insecure, you overspeak, and you lose that respect. And that's also true. You don't need to overspeak. You can feel bad that your child that one night may not have dinner. You can also know that your child clearly won't starve and you can also know that one night of feeling upset that for your child to not have dinner will really be the lesson for that not to happen again. If you give in by making another meal then you're teaching your child to just not keep his or her word and that's why natural consequences they free you up. You don't need to think about them. It's right in front of your face. You already had an agreement. That front-loading and that agreement sets you free. And it makes your child see the truth of that freedom. And they get to have the invitation to be responsible and accountable. And you get to be free and not in dialogue. So try that. And until next time, feel the love. Give and receive. And teach your children to give and receive love. And... The world will just be a happier, better place. It will all feel better. So until next time, be well. And please visit my website at learnwithmeremotely.com. That's learnwithmeremotely.com. And feel free to go to my author's page on Amazon. My author's page is Dr. Mindy Shaw Paperbacks. But if you go to my website, you'll see that there are dolls to go with the stories and I'd be happy to ship them out to you. My own grandchildren are really enjoying them and acting out all of the words in the stories. And that's what really internalizes the learning. So I think there's really a great place and value in those dolls for role-playing and making the words in the books become their own. And that is when true learning happens. Until next time, be well. And that concludes this episode of the podcast series Teaching Humanity Remotely with Dr. Mindy Shaw. Thank you for listening. You can follow Dr. Shaw on Facebook. Her page is Learn With Me Remotely. That's on Facebook. That's also her website, LearnWithMeRemotely.com. Her podcasts and all the books that she's been referring to are on that site for purchase and samples are there as well. You can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Mindy Shaw One. Doctor is abbreviated DR. And the one is the number one, Dr. Mindy Shaw One. And on Instagram at DrMint with a T Shaw. Thanks again for listening. Watch out for the next podcast in the series. That'll be coming real soon.